Welcome to Center for Victory's podcast of your best day yet. At Center for Victory, we're here to help unlock, reinforce, and enrich relations through personal and professional development. I am Eric Guy, Chief Victory Officer at the Center for Victory, here today with Vistage Chair Extraordinaire, uh, Mr. Dick Singer, one that is near and dear to my heart, a great friend over the past uh, decade. This month, we've been talking about leading into the new year. Um, Dick's here to, to talk about um, what he believes leaders need to be more intentional about, what makes a good leader, and what we need to look for going into the next decade as far as leadership goes. Um, you know, just a, a little bit about you, Dick, if we could get started. Um, I've got lots of stories uh, about you. You know, uh, 10, 11 years ago, I sought you out and begged, begged, begged to be in one of your groups. Uh, <laughs> heard about you. There were rumors of this man that could, could help, help companies and help people get more focused on what they do. And, uh, you know, I still remember where we actually met. Uh, very impactful. But you've, you've made a big impact on, on my life, on my business. And if anybody here is listening that has been impacted by us, this man uh, has impacted me to help, help everybody to do that. So, if, can you just give a little introduction about your background, Dick, and, and everything that, in your experience? Uh, well, very briefly, uh, I spent over 30 years in the broadcasting industry, uh, primarily in television, but for about eight of those years, uh, <clears throat> I was a partner uh, and, and owned a, a group of small market radio stations, uh, learned about what running a business um, at the gut level is all about, uh, came very close to personal bankruptcy in that endeavor. Um, and then uh, went back into, uh, we were able to sell the stations, fortunately went back into the television side of the business uh, in management, uh, was a manager of a group of TV stations. Um, and then literally uh, uh, came to Pittsburgh uh, as a regional manager for a broadcasting company. Uh, and then, uh, Shortly after 9-11, got fired. Uh, I had a college professor uh, who once said, you haven't lived until you've been fired. Uh, and I am here to tell you that he is absolutely right. <laughs> uh, it was the best thing that ever happened to me. Uh, through a series of um, networking meetings, I found out about Vistage, which at the time was called Tech, which stood for the executive committee, uh, and really was intrigued and taken by the whole mission of Vistage, which is to uh, enhance the lives of uh, leaders of companies and make them more impactful um, and effective, and um, decided to become what they call a, a Vistage chair, uh, chairing groups of CEOs and executives, uh, helping them to um, be better people and better at what they do and more impactful to their employees. Uh, and I've been doing that for 16 years uh, here in the Pittsburgh region, uh, and I love what I do. Uh, I work with great people, uh, and I um, uh, facilitate uh, monthly meetings for these groups. Uh, and I have seen people like you, Eric, uh, really grow in their roles uh, and grow their companies uh, and grow as people. So it's been a very exciting run for me. Yeah, I mean, the, what's, what you do is amazing to think about. I mean, you're, you're like the ultimate chief squirrel chaser. I mean, <laughs> you have 
you know, you have all these CEOs and business owners in one room and it's your job to herd them and, and give them direction. And it's an amazing thing. And, and I've just seen so much growth out of that. And really that has been, been key that the mentorship that you've given in the group and the people that you've put me with is, I, you know, I can't say enough about that. But um, getting into that a little bit, you know, talking about leadership, because you've, you've seen it all. I mean, you see every industry and you know, small business, large, medium size. You know, how would you describe someone who is a good leader? You know, what attributes, characteristics and things? You know, I, I, think, uh, I, I think first and foremost, a good leader is a good listener. Uh, I think a good leader has to listen with intention. Uh, I think they have to try to understand where their people are coming from. Um, you know, um, people use the term boss. Uh, to me, boss um, is really more of an acronym. <laughs> and uh, the acronym stands for boorish, obnoxious, and self-serving. Uh, and, uh, and I really believe that. Uh, I think people who Think of, think of themselves as the boss or a boss are exactly that. Um, <clears throat> I think a good leader knows that there are things that they don't know and are inclined to surround themselves with people who can fill in where their weaknesses are, fill in for their weaknesses, um, and uh, are, are willing to uh, be wrong, to admit that they're wrong, uh, are, are willing to take chances. I think you really have to be um, uh, willing to kind of go out on the limb a little bit um, to achieve the goals that you want to achieve. Uh, and I think you need to, they need to surround themselves with the kind of people that can help them get there. Uh, and I, 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 you know, the biggest issue that I see with leaders of companies and managers in companies is uh, when they have underperforming employees they wait way too long to do something about it, and they spend way too much time dealing with that employee uh, instead of making ch the changes that need to be changed. We have a saying, you know, if you can't change the people, change the people. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, that's, the, you know, you really have to think about looking at your business that way. You have to do, in my opinion, uh, I think you have to do your number one, your decision making should be based on. What's the best thing for the company? You know, how can I best serve the company? How do my people best serve the company? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so if, if we're looking at that and you say, somebody's listening to this right now. Yeah. When I came to you, I was, you know, I wanted, obviously I wanted to improve. I didn't know all that I was getting into, but I, I knew I knew enough to, to bother you enough to say, <laughs> I need some help here. Um, how can somebody go about in improving their leadership? Well, I think they, uh, first of all, I think they have to um, understand uh, as you did. And I, and I think uh, the thing that, that uh, really struck me about you when we first met those first two meetings was that you knew um, that there were a lot of things that you didn't know. Uh, and you wanted to learn those things and you weren't sure what those things were, but you knew that there were things that you needed to learn. Sometimes I still don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, it's all about lifelong learning, right? 
Uh, and, and I think that, uh, you know, I think a leader, uh, you know, I think that's really critical for a leader. I think a, a leader really needs to understand that there are things that they don't know. There are things that they have to learn. It's not, it's not a question of, um, of, of knowing that they don't know, or, or excuse me, it's not, not a question of not knowing. It's a question of knowing that they, that they don't know uh, and wanting to learn and, and being a lifelong learner. Um, and being able to change with the times, you know, we had a conversation, uh, had a conversation with some people the other day, we were talking about, um, you know, 20 or 30 years ago, we didn't have social media, right. uh, you know, things, social media has changed the whole perception of how we do things. Um, you know, if, if you do something, if you make a mistake today, uh, it can be on social media within 30 minutes. Yeah. Um, so, you know, you, you, you have to be a lot more uh, observant of what goes on in your company and, and in your own person. Uh, and I think you have to be a lot more aware of what's going on around you and what's going around in the social media. It doesn't mean you have to be an expert on it, but you need to be aware of it. Yeah, and, and I want you to kind of maybe toot your own horn here, but it's, I think it's important to to talk about the whole idea of, of mentorship. And, and if somebody wants to really improve, you know, if you, if you want to escalate that improvement, um, I really believe you need to reach out to somebody and have that consistency of that mentorship. Like, like I've had with you for the, for the past decade, can you give a, a couple tips on that? Well, you know, um, uh, one of the, one of the newer programs we have at Vistage is called Emerging Leaders, and that's for, excuse me, second, third, and fourth tier managers uh, who companies look at and say, hey, you know, there's a future leader of our company. Uh, and what happens is that they recognize that, but then they don't do anything to help them become a leader. And so Vistage has created this program called the Emerging Leaders Program, which is really a classroom setting. Uh, it's a, excuse me, it's a two-year program. Uh, and one of the things that the people who are in this group, there's 23 people in this group right now, one of the things that those, each, 20, each of those 23 people has to do is find a mentor. Um, and, and, and the mentor can't be their boss. Uh, um, it's got to be somebody, it could be, it could be their boss's boss, but it can't be their boss. Um, but, you know, I, I firmly believe that every company should have a mentorship program. Um, you know, I, I remember my years in the broadcasting industry. One of the things that I enjoyed probably more than anything else that I was doing uh, was mentoring people, you know, helping people to really get to where they wanted to go, uh, especially in the sales realm, which was really my focus. Um, and I think every company should have a program where, number one, they teach people how to be mentors because they're you know, this is not something you just become, you know, the, the, you, you've really got to learn how to do that and do it properly um, and create these programs for their incoming um, employees, uh, especially the ones who are in the lower management and supervisory roles uh, who are thrust into a role. And I'll give you a good example because that happened to me. Um, I was a salesman selling television advertising in Philadelphia. Um, and I got promoted to become the sales manager of the station that this company owned in Cleveland. So on Friday, I was a salesman in Philadelphia. 
And on Monday, I was a sales manager in Cleveland. And I have to tell you that on Saturday and Sunday, there was no great epiphany. <laughs> there wasn't a light that shine, shined down from above that said, okay, here's how you do this. Suddenly, I was just thrust into this role, and there was really no training for it. Yeah. Uh, and I will tell you, looking back on it, that I was not very good at it, especially in the beginning, especially, uh, because I was the boorish, obnoxious, self-serving boss. Uh, and I'm embarrassed uh, when I think about it. Um, but the point is that had there been the proper kind of mentorship program, I, you know, I mean, I, you can learn a lot by observing people. There's no question about it. And I observed good and bad managers um, as I was growing up in that business. Um, but having somebody who can kind of take you aside and say, look, here's the way these things work. And you have to look at people. Every person is different. Uh, and certainly, Eric, you know that with the PI. You know, every person, you have to, you have to deal with every person in a different way. Uh, you have to try to understand how they operate and what makes them tick. Uh, and that's, you know, to me, they, everybody was the same back then. Yeah. And everybody had to be treated the same way. Um, and, um, you know, it was, it was not the way to be a manager. It just wasn't. And I think when you have a mentorship program and you have trained mentors on your staff, um, you can do, a, you can, number one, you can do a lot more to help people in your company grow, but that also, I think, keeps people in your company. Uh, you know, I, I think it, it really creates a, an atmosphere and a culture where people want to stay. Yeah, absolutely. Because I mean, we've even incorporated some of the things that we've learned through Vistage and, and your guidance and mentorship in, internally here. And I mean, I, you know, I was a, a one-man show <laughs> when, I, when I came to you. And now, you know, now we have, uh, you know, a dozen people inside the company. It's just like, wow, you know, it just, that happened. That was intentional. It just didn't happen overnight, but it happened with, with processing good mentorship, which leads me to my, my last question for you going into this new decade. What do you, what do leaders need to be looking at going into the, to this next decade from your perspective? Well, you know, I think to some extent they need to do a little bit of rearview mirror stuff because, you know, we're 10 years out from a pretty significant recession. Mm -hmm. um, I think uh, a lot of companies have forgotten the lessons they learned from that recession. Uh, and I think they need to go back and relook at what they did, how, how they operated, what they learned, uh, and, and prepare themselves because it's going to, there's going to be another recession. It may not be as dramatic as what we saw in 2008, 2009, 2010, but there's going to be one. Um, and I think if you go into that prepared, um, which means making sure that your cash position is strong, um, making sure that uh, you, you are running your, your organization as efficiently as you can, um, and that you are looking at new markets to explore. Uh, I think you, you can survive that. If it's business as usual, you may not survive it. Uh, so I think that's one thing. I think that's really, really critical. And I, I, my experience says to me that, uh, tells me that um, a lot of companies have forgotten the lessons that they learned in those you know, ten, just 10 years ago. Uh, 
I think, um, I think with the millennial generation uh, will become the majority of our workforce in the mid-20s. Uh, you know, I think we need to learn how they operate and what they do uh, and how they work. I think the, uh, you know, I think the way that uh, we, have treat, we, have take, we have handled employees, we have treated employees in the past may not be the same way we want to work with millennials. Um, and whether you, whether you like it or not, that's going to be our workforce. Yeah. Uh, and they, they operate, they think a little differently. They operate a little differently. They're, they, they want to work for companies that, that have a why, as you always talk about having the why. Um, there's a lot more emphasis now on working from home as opposed to being in the office. Uh, I think companies have to really look closely at how they do that and how they structure that. Um, <coughs> excuse me. Uh, and I think, especially the you know the people who are in leadership uh, positions today, uh, really need to be looking at what the succession is going to be in their company. Uh, you know, I ran into somebody uh, about a month a month and a half ago talking to them about their business, uh, and they said, "Well, you know, I'm thinking about retiring in two years." Literally, this is what they said. And I said, well, great. So what's the plan? You know, what is your, you know, and, and they said, well, you know, I'm going to retire. <laughs> and uh, I said, well, great. But, you know, are you going to sell the company? Is somebody going to move in? Well, you know, I really haven't. Now, you know, I'm two years out. So I'm going to start to look at that now. Well, two years is not a nowhere near enough time. I mean, the minimum to me when you're thinking about that is five years out. Yeah. You got to start planning, you know, are you going to sell it? Are you going to do an ESOP with your company? Do you have somebody in, to succeed you? You know, do you have a family member who might succeed you? And if you do have a family member or somebody in your company that you want to succeed you, are they trained? You know, do you have, are they ready to move into that position? Uh, so it's those kinds of things that I think uh, people who are running businesses don't really think about. And then the another thing with regards to retirement is the one thing that they never think about is what's next. Yeah. You know, what are they going to do next? They just think everybody says retire, retire, retire. Um, and, but they never think about, okay, retire to what? Right. Um, and I think it's really critical to spend a lot of time thinking about, okay, what am I going to do? Uh, because, because you're not going to play golf every day. Uh, you're not going to sleep late every day. Uh, you know, you just, you know, and, and, you know, a friend of mine retired and I said, well, what are you going to do? And he said, well, I got this, this, this. I said, great. I said, so then after that first month, then what, you know, and that's, you know, that's the issue. Those are the issues. Those are extremely, extremely good points. Uh, in, in summation, Dick, do you have any, anything else, any like action statement that you would give anybody or any tips further for anybody else to wrap this up? The only thing I would say is that I think you have to be, uh, you have to be very open-minded. Uh, I think you really need to be thinking seriously about what's ahead. Uh, I think you need to be learning from the lessons that you've learned in the past especially from the, the, the recession of 10 years ago. Um, and I think, you know, I, I think to me, again, I think you need to be listening to your people and listening to your markets. Yeah. Okay. And uh, for any emerging leader, small business owner, CEO out there looking to, to up their game, take it to the next level here in, in the Pittsburgh area, 
uh, how do they get a hold of you? Uh, well, you can email me at uh, dicksinger85 at gmail.com, or you can call me at 412-576-8049. Yeah, and, and obviously you can call the office here. I'd love to connect you with, with this man. He's made a huge difference in, in what I do and what our company does, and I've seen him do it over and over again. And I'm going to leave, uh, leave you all with, uh, with this quote very apropos for, for what uh, you do, Dick. Uh, it's from John Quincy Adams. If your actions inspire others to dream more, learn more, do more, and become more, you are a leader. And I think that's the epitome of what you do. Um, and thanks for being on today. But uh, that's all for today, folks. We really want to thank you for watching. I hope you get a lot out of it today. Uh, make sure you leave this video a like and leave a comment down in the comment section below. We'd also appreciate if you hit the subscribe button as well as the bell icon to get notified when we post next. If you'd like more information, you can always visit us at centerforvictory.com. And remember, wherever you're at, whatever you're doing, make this your best day yet. See you next time.